You are now listening to Infinite Rewind. So, you know. Cheers, y'all. Salud, papá. Cheers. Sorry. I'm in. Oh, I left that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was on my kitchen. Uh, I'm sorry, my living room table the next morning when I could barely keep my head up straight. I was like, oh, I was just like, just like, just a, an image. I was like, that was I the one that we, that was the only one that we didn't drink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what I haven't had in a while, yo, is, uh, I haven't had boom sauce in a while. Or a thunder funk. I haven't had that in a while either. But boom sauce is like a sugar bomb. That's 150 grams of sugar, right? You feel, you feel, you crack that and you're like, I'm already hungover. What's yeah. the other one that's really good that that's brewed in Vermont, I believe? Uh, Heady Topper. Heady yeah, Topper. Yes. Liquid Gold, Sunshine. baby. Yeah. Get some really good beer up in Vermont. Liquid. That's the land of milk and honey. Let's do a day the trip. The land Alga. of milk and honey. We'll um, do a day trip, Alga. You and me, and we'll just listen to the chili peppers the whole way there. I'm fucking with it. Yeah. But we won't bring Ben, though. For sure. We'll call Ben from the road. I'll drive behind y'all. Yeah, I'll I'll take my own car. Um, all right, y'all, y'all ready to do this? Let's do bye it. Bye. Let's do it. Um, all right, y'all. Welcome to. I actually don't even know what number episode this is. I should know that. Twelve, ten, seven. I don't know. Episode. It's the third and final episode of our Perfect Ten album series. Um, to quote my man Algo, these are not perfect in an objective sense this is the most subjective thing that we can be doing we are just talking about what we consider to be amazing what we love and what truly speaks to us in terms of pieces of art that are immaculate beautiful divine and just connect with us so uh we reviewed dark fantasy by kanye west two weeks ago last week we reviewed red hot chili peppers this week, we are reviewing The Love Below by one half of Outkast, Andre 3000. So I'll hit y'all with the stats to start. This album came out in September of 2003. At this point in time, this album is 11 times platinum. If you ever have even turned on a TV in your life, you've probably seen the music video for Hey Ya, one of the most amazing, uh, you know, I guess renditions or copycats of the whole Beatles uh, live TV performances, uh, Hey Ya, Smash Single, and Roses are very famous singles from this album. Um, and that is honestly what definitely got me into this album the first time I heard it back in 2003, but it is not what kept me there. And we will get to that. Um, this album doesn't really have big features. Like, you have Nora Jones coming in for a little bit of, like, I guess... Uh, melodic seasoning but she is not the foundation uh Kelis, who everyone knows is famous for bringing her uh her boys to the yard but like not significant big boy has a verse on roses but this is very much andre 3000 star of the show with a little accents from other people here and there and i think if you um, this is where it's going to be interesting to really talk to Libby versus Raul here. I think if you're coming into this album with everything you know about Andre, this is a huge change for Andre. You're talking about like one of the best, hardest, like 
visceral lyricists in hip hop at the time, c- coming from albums like Stanconia, uh, AT Aliens, uh, Aquemini, which are all could very much be top 100 rap albums in many people's lists. And this was a big shift. And you went from hard raps, Andre, to Andre playing the keys on some of these songs, playing the guitar on some of these songs, playing the saxophone on some of these songs as well. So there is so much to dive into here. We're going to start off uh, in a very superficial way. Uh, I want to get your initial reactions to the instrumentations. What what were some of the initial influences that y'all got on your first and second lesson diving through this thing? I'll start it off. Okay. Um, <laughs> so off the rip, um, I mean, I noticed that Andre 3000 produced a lot of it and he had a lot of production contributions to it, instrumental contributions to it. Uh, so off the rip, I thought that overall, production-wise, it wasn't phenomenal. Um, it was, in my initial listen-through, overall, yes, I had the biases of going into it thinking of, you know, Andre 3000, the God MC, um, which, you know, the uh, there's not much rapping in this, but I thought that some of the drums were very basic. I thought that some of the instrumentation were very basic. There are a few that are very filled and sporadic some of the more jazz oriented ones are very filled with instrumentation but i thought that overall it wasn't heavily decorated it wasn't um musically it wasn't like anything that i was like wow amazing it was like oh this is cool this is a cool backdrop to a uh different vocal take for andre 3000 Hmm. yeah i um kind of comes on hard and love hater the first like past the intro just like the wailing guitar and then it kick starts into like a, a jazz funk just just very um just catches me off guard i'm like i thought this was a rap album you know and getting myself into it and it's like no this guy's like that's the first song is like all over the place um and then you working my way through it the first time it was it wasn't overly saturated with instrumentation. It would like, it would, it would just appear at, at, at like during songs or throughout songs. It wasn't a focus. Focus was him and whatever voice he was like singing with at the time. Um, so it was uh, at first, yeah, I think just, I wasn't, I, I gravitate to instrumentation because I like, like to relate to it. I like to see what they're trying to do or what they're doing, you know, they're executing it or they're not. And um, yeah, it it wasn't the focus. It was like Raul said, it was like a, you know, more of like a backdrop. Um, yeah, I, but it was, and I agree with Raul too. I don't think it was like highly decorated at all. It was, it was just, it appeared here and there. And that's really, but it, like it, throughout the, it's, it's scattered throughout the album, but then there are definitely peaks and valleys in the album where there's more of it. And it's like the, it's layered. Um, for instance, in roses, mm-hmm. it's just got, it's a perfect combination of everything. And we'll get to that more to that later when we break down the songs. Um, 
but yeah, they like sometimes it was there. Sometimes the songs were just extremely thin, and I'm like wondering what he's doing. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it, I didn't think it was anything mind blowing, but I also respect what he was doing. It was it, this is a this is a blank canvas, and he took full control over it and didn't care. Uh, I think he, I mean, he cares about his craft. Don't get me wrong; he's very good. It was just like he's over here now. He's over here now. He's over here now. He's over here centered around a theme of love and you know um which wasn't abundantly clear to me throughout but um yeah i thought it was a really risky album i thought it was he was fearless but i don't think the instrumentation really was what carried the day i think it was just his boldness yeah and and i mean if if we're adding his voice to the list of instruments which i think it should mm because it very much serves that purpose. I give him credit, yo. I give him a lot of fucking credit for mm. stepping out of his comfort zone, for uh, allowing just his inner expression to come out with no limitations, no no uh, predetermining kind of directions. You can tell that this is something that he like sat on and it just kind of just spoke on its own. And, and honestly, listening to this, and I, I'm, I'm kind of shifting gears here but listening to this listening to this album um it kind of resonates with me because recently i've been thinking and uh experimenting with singing more like Mm. adding not like singing like fucking adele but like singing almost like you know how like most deaf kind of singing about about fucking adele yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. someone like adele but someone like you um, no, but kind of like how most Def does or like how J. Cole does where he's like half singing, half rapping, uh, like his choruses and stuff. So listening to this album by Andre 3000, I'm like, yo, it exists. You can be a phenomenal MC and then shift mm-hmm. into yeah, some yeah. shit and execute. And Andre 3000 very much executed this approach very well because, you know, he, get, he gets into some, some cadences, some uh, deliveries, flows that were totally different than, you know, what we expected from him. Yeah, I know that um, in the in the history of the making of the album, he would talk about how, you know, for the past three albums, he was making hip-hop albums. He was making, like, heavy, hard-hitting, like, party hip-hop tracks where, you know, you could be in a studio and have people come through. And, you know, they come from the club and they come to the studio and it's the same vibe because they're playing the same kind of music. So for this album, uh, he really wanted to shift his recording to happening at home. He's like, yo, I'm out here singing falsetto, and these dudes are coming with, like, bottles of Henny from the club. This doesn't really fit the vibe. So I I, I love that y'all picked up on the stripped-back minimalist aspect of the instrumentation because I really feel that's, like, chapter one to the sound mission here. I really feel my man is, like, just trying to cut off all the noise, like, Going back to the meditation thing, he's just trying to slow everything down. And I think the reason that he wants to slow everything down is because, you know, this is a breakup album. Like, he was going through a relationship with, you know, the infamous uh, hip-hop uh, <laughs> fornicator, Erica Badu. And, Come like, on, son. You got to um, respect Erica a little more than yo, that, bro. She's, got, she's yo, a queen, her, bro. She's a queen. Her, her, her list of rappers that she's hooked up with is phenomenal, man. Jay Electronica, Andre 3000. Um, anyways, we love you, Erica. We love you, Erica. Um, and you got good taste in, in rappers. Um, but it's a breakup album. So I, I listen to this album as someone who is like, 
going through it and like just trying to tear the noise down and like take a wild shift in lanes and create a new sound. And I think the sound is a bit, I don't want to say like dimmed down, but I, I feel like it's stripped back to give more room for him and the story that he is trying to tell. So um, that's where I would like to, to go next. So let's, let's talk about some of the songs here. Um, what were some of the songs that uh, stood out to y'all um, initially compared to what are some of the songs that you're leaving this album connected with? Um, I thought, so he's really like, the album was like, I came into this with an expectation that it was going to be loaded with rap and rap verses, and there was very little, so less than like 10% in my mind, you know? Yeah. Um, so when it did appear, it was like totally refreshing mm. to me. And I was like, whoa. And it came off so crisp and clear. That's him, uh, baby. And it, even uh, Big Boy's verse on Roses. It was like, it just it was just so cool. And just like that, that I, yeah, I think a lot, there's, this, this album is layered in like witticism. His vocabulary is rich. Um, and that mixes in with his, you know, He's willing. He's very daring. Um, yeah, I thought you know, some some of the highlights on this album to me were songs that I had heard before on the radio. The two singles, "Hey Ya" and "Roses," but "Roses" this time around, I think it's like the pro the chord progression. Let me mm -hmm. write down. Yeah, it was like I thought it was like a perfect combination of like you know catchy hook, witty lyrics, like funny lyrics, really, um, and a palatable like progression um and then he, the tight flow like in sort of like the middle of it um uh, mm. but more more to that too i thought the last song on the album was fire it was really just his absurd just like, yeah just him going and i was like walking walking ollie and i just couldn't get enough of it and i'm like half like i'm not i had i didn't laugh once but in my head i was like dying i was like this guy is like just but it like it's it just remarkable like just how clear. I could listen to that song how for like fast. 45 minutes. If you made how that song 45 fast. minutes long, it, yeah. you could just vibe to that whole, his narrative. Um, yeah. Raul, he does something that I know that you do a lot in, in your raps where it's like, yeah, the end of a bar isn't the end of a phrase. It like stops in the middle and sometimes it even cuts a word off and brings it back in the next line. And he makes mm. that like, he makes that seem so easy, but that is so hard to do well confidently with style and it just it just seems like it flows from him man yeah yo he, uh, andre d thousand definitely does that very elegantly for sure and uh yeah it was dope to hear amidst uh, the album that was predominantly him singing the verses that he's rapping are like you yeah. can't like the man is like pristine dude like his his deliveries is like yeah. he's so like like on the money and it's like dude his mm. rap verse on uh valentine's day is fucking phenomenal yeah um but i love i love how the last song on the album in a sense kind of surmises the album in, in, in itself um because obviously the, the, the album is about love essentially 
but the, I feel I felt it felt like the last song is kind of, uh, you know, touching on the relationships in his life throughout his life. I'm pretty sure he mm. talks about the girl he lost his virginity to, who he mm. then retouches with after their they 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 become famous, um, and then him meeting Erica Badu. But man, the man is like fucking swinging gingsu knives, dude. Like, like not nah, nah, dude. Yeah, one thing um, I sit down with the guy and like talk to him after listening to that last like the last rap, and it was like it just seemed like it just kept going, and I kept thinking to myself just how like this guy is like it's incredible. I didn't look it up, but I assume just how clear it was and the delivery, just how fast he's going. That it was all done in one take. Is that true? Does anyone know? Had to. I don't know. I don't know, but it it does have that like stream of conscious feel. Yeah. You know, like yeah. in, in in those moments where. You know, you you throw on a instrumental and you just rap for ten minutes. Like that is what every freestyle rapper from fifteen years old to forty hopes they can do. Is what for Andre sure. does on on that last track. Um, well, yeah, so you you asked. Sorry, go ahead. No, nope, yeah, I I wanted to. I was gonna re ask my question again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, the, the, there's a bunch of songs that that jumped out at me, but I think two that I had not necessarily heard before that jump out to me the most and I'm, that I'm definitely fucking going to be revisiting. The album in general I'll be revisiting, but these two songs are um, She Lives in My Lap mm. and and Spread. Dude, I've been singing Spread all week. <laughs> Spread's like... <laughs> Dude, that yeah. shit is so catchy, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, funny too, right? Like that yeah. little bit when they like you hear the high heels like cr crawling into yeah. the house and then yeah. you hear the pants zip down and yeah. you're like, <laughs> <laughs> um, ridiculous that's that's so dope i, I sp spread is one that i always forget about and then um i i just love and bro you may have a more of an in-depth love for prince and appreciation for him than i do i just don't listen to as, as much of prince but like i get a very like freaky funky james brown prince vibe to yeah. that during the hooks and then during the verses it's almost like he's not even really singing but he's not rapping he's kind of just like talking um but in a very like spoken word type of way which i don't know how you replicate that i've never heard anyone deliver a song like spread before thematically uh delivery wise uh it's it's special man spread is a song that I don't think a lot of people can get away with. I can't imagine Kanye or J. Cole or like any modern rapper doing a song like Spread and it clicking. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and huge, definitely huge Prince influence on this album. I'm trying to find the name of the album, but there's an album that Prince released in the late 80s that it's it's from a, a like a uh, androgynous perspective. So he sings mm -hmm. almost from a woman's perspective throughout the entire album. In fact, yeah. it's the entire album, his voice is pitched up similar to many of the songs on this album. Uh, so, yeah, definitely huge influence. Definitely huge Prince influence on this album. Uh, you know what I caught a couple of times, um, kind of getting off track, but uh, this album definitely influenced uh, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Talk about it. There were particularly the jazz songs, um, but they're very, very, very reminiscent of To Pimp a Butterfly, where for a split second, I'd, I'd wonder, like, what am I listening to again? But, yeah, in terms of the jazz influence, in terms of uh, 
his singing definitely influenced Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick does this thing where he he kind of like sing raps in a higher pitch voice. Mm-hmm. That definitely influenced by this album and Andre Three Thousand. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Andre okay. Three Thousand definitely has a lot of uh, baby babies around the music industry in the sense, if you will, because yeah, the motherfucker influenced so many fucking people. Yeah. Yo, and there are so many levels to that comparison that you just made. Like, first of all, you're absolutely right. And Andre's experimentation with flows, I could only compare it to like a Kendrick or maybe like Eminem in the sense where like, there's like a whole universe of flows that Andre's experienced. Like, yes, he's giving you the straight up like commercial turn on the radio rap, but he's also giving you this like alien like high-pitched nasal voice but he's also singing too and he occasionally goes down and he's way lower in his bass um so he's so versatile in his delivery and actually if we didn't listen to dark fantasy my 10 would have been to put a butterfly but i'm like yo we already listened to a very hip-hop album like let me not throw kendrick on there again but to put a butterfly is my favorite rap album of all time and uh wow it's incredible so i love that you somehow found <laughs> my on, 10 within my 10 come on um, son all right libby songs that <laughs> connected with you initially versus songs that as you're now um moving on from this album that really stayed with you um i think um well, like I, I think I, I mentioned already, the roses and the day in the life are kind of, they'll come with me. Um, roses just I, something about it this time around has really got got me going on the chord progression. Um, it, it was well produced, but I think there's this there's a couple in this album, man. Where I have a question here, gaps in this, but there were gaps where I was like, it's kind of lost. Um, and it's nothing against the artist. The artist is doing his thing, and I'm appreciative of that. And I like what he was. I respect what he was doing. Just for to the listener's ear, I was not totally sold on it. As like, oh my god, I got to listen to this these this twelve minutes again. It was kind of like, oh, like uninterested. You mean? Yeah, I was like, the song's still on. Yeah, what's I'm interested in knowing what songs you're talking about because there were like three or four songs that were. I kind of skipped every time I listened to it. Um, I'll uh, tell you. I'll tell you which ones I skipped the most. Pulling up the list now. I bet you they're the same ones that I did. They're very <laughs> the much exact same. Yeah, they are sure. immediately after. I mean, the, not counting the skits because the skits are just. I I'm not sure how to grade them. They're just there. So they're filler. They're funny. It just adds to the like. The funny wittiness that this guy embodies, um, I think it's funny. And then you watch like the Hey Yeah music video, which I saw this weekend, and uh, that was fucking funny. You know, it's just like it's just so done up. Um, and but um, but yeah. So go ahead, Raul. I'm pretty sure we're about to name the same one. Um, I, so the two songs that I skipped the most are "Behold a Lady" and "Dracula's Wedding." Okay, not the same. But Dracula's skipped, wedding? Not a fan, bro. It's oh, it's cheesy man. to me. It sounds very like Count Dracula ish to me and like video game ish. It's like That's the point. <laughs> I understand that motherfucker, but like nah, it didn't 
I don't know. There's a level of cheesiness. And once you surpass that, it's like, I'm good. And that shit was cheesy as fuck. What does cheesy mean to you? I don't know. Uh, cheesy to me just seems, it's like corny. What does corny uh, mean? Do you like cheese? What does corny mean? I love cheese. <laughs> I love uh, corn like, too. <laughs> I guess, all right. So the best way I could say, describe cheesy to me is like something that's just uninteresting. Something that's like, really? Like, for real? Yeah, cheesy. It seems like you're hurt, Benjamin. No, I, I, I just don't understand what's wrong with you. Is my that's the only thing that. (laughs) (laughs) That song is not that good, bro. Please, yo, change my mind. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay. What do you see? He's been been waiting fifteen weeks for this. So Dracula's (laughs) wedding is about. A uh, man or a person, whoever you want to label the individual, who's trapped in his own dungeon, and he is his own worst enemy. And the only thing that can save him is the love of this other person. You're all I ever wanted, but I'm terrified of you. Because what is that going to do? Then he's not Dracula anymore. If he finally leaves his castle, he finally leaves that dark dungeon, he's no longer Dracula. And Dracula is like the symbol of like isolation. So the whole idea of Dracula even getting married is ridiculous. It doesn't doesn't make sense. It like needs to jump out out of the page. And the whole song I think is about that idea of yo I'm this person, but I have this idea of love that is really like pulling me out, and I'm struggling with that. That's cool, and I I appreciate that explanation and the you know the breakdown of the song. But execution wise, it didn't do it for me, man. It didn't. I was just completely un like if if interested is you know you know let's call it from a scale of one to ten of interest you know peak my interest a little bit is like a three. I'm gonna have to say this is like a negative three. A negative number. Yeah, this was probably the worst song on the album for me. Yeah. This is the first bro. time you've given a negative thing to anything. Possibly, dude. It didn't do it for me, bro. I'm sorry. Interesting. I was, I was, I found it appealing, um, but it wasn't like it didn't blow my socks off or anything. I was like, oh, I like it when they, they, they it's elusive to the books I've read. Uh, but uh, I got lost in, uh, and this is probably a common thing. Maybe, maybe, or maybe I just completely missed the point, which is which happens from time to time. But pink and blue definitely lost me through. In what sense? Just very, very low, uh, low, slow. Lot of, lot of silence. Lot, I'm sorry, lot of, lot of breaks. Um, I think I was using like a like two pieces of chalk to like make that like. Just the, the the percussiveness that moved the song along. It was a it was a long break towards the end. Yeah, it just I just kind of got stuck on. There's really nothing remarkable about that song to me. I, I didn't say remarkable. There's nothing I can recall from that song that's like, oh yeah, Pink and Blue. Like no, I don't remember the hook. I think I got lost in the repetition of the latter half of the song. It just was like, so when it appeared again, I was like, I don't want to sit through that because it's not interesting. There's nothing there for me to take. 
again, caveat, I understand what an artist is trying to do. He's full expressive. Like, I, I, I'm not going to compare this. It's not the same as George Clinton's computer games. George Clinton just threw, like, paint against the wall. Um, <laughs> and a lot of it, you know, to me, didn't even stick. It didn't even hit the wall. Um, this was definitely a, such an expressive piece. Like I said, he was fearless and just, like, laid it all out there. Um, it was very tasty, but I, you know, I don't like sardines. I don't like certain tastes. Uh, yeah, I just, just, you know, I enjoyed it as a piece of art. I have always said that from the beginning. So, so all these albums that we've reviewed, I enjoyed this as, and each and each piece recognized it as its own mm. piece within a piece, bigger piece. But doesn't mean I have to like it. And that, that I got got. I got lost on that song in particular. <laughs> I thought my favorite things was cool when it got to there, but then I was just like, well, this is like, what's the point? Um, maybe there is a point, but I was like, what's the point here? Um, yeah, and Vibrate, I think, if I remember right, I kind of got lost on that one too. Well, vibrate Man, is dope as fuck. Vibrate, vibrate is, is a highlight for me. That is absolutely a, like a gut-wrenching moment for me sonically lyrically tonally like i think he does all three of those things so well into the the idea of that song um yo it's, it's so interesting listening to y'all talk about this album because this is exactly <laughs> how i described frank ocean's blonde the first like four times i heard it i'm like mm. this shit is boring stripped down naked uninteresting this dude yeah like he just you know, he has this beautiful canvas that he probably spent thousands of dollars on. He just took like two little red dots of paint and put it on there. Like, there's nothing interesting about uh, this album. And I'm, I'm remembering what it took to like finally, I guess, get into a mode of appreciation of the minimalism of it. Uh, but I, I feel like that's a hard thing to sell people on. I feel min min like it's easy, I think, to sell maximalism. Oh my God, look at all of the instruments. Look at all the people. Look at all the noise. Look at all of the fanfare. Like, that's easy to point out, but it's much more uh, subjective to point at minimalism as being equally as uh, appealing. So, like, when I think of great albums, and then we can talk about now the two albums that y'all have suggested, um, to me, like, there are great albums that, uh, paint good uh, pictures. And then there are great albums that tell good stories. Like, I feel like both Blood Sugar Sex Magic and Dark Fantasy paint really great pictures, but don't necessarily tell a, a cohesive narrative or a story. To me, what makes this <laughs> album so good is like, I can not only appreciate the picture that Andre's painting on all of these different songs, but I see the story from the beginning of Love Hater all the way through Vibrate and Hey Ya and all the way down to um, A Day in the Life of Andre Benjamin. It's like you can, I can see the peaks and valleys of the story happening in every single song. And sometimes it's not so much the individual pieces themselves. You know, like if you just take Spread uh, or, you know, Vibrate and just, yo, here, listen to Vibrate and like nothing else. Yeah, it's good, but it's not, it doesn't hit as much. But when you take the whole album in its narrative sense and examine it from the narrative sense, to me, that's where the album goes from, from good to amazing. 
Um, so I, I would like to pose that question to y'all. What is the point of this album? What What is The Love Below? Yeah, um, so kind of extending on what you just said is that, yeah, he definitely did very good at having a consistent through line all the way through the entire album. Um, and it actually did take me a few listens to appreciate it as much as I do now. My first two to three times listening to this, I was kind of like underwhelmed in a sense. Mm. But then after, I think like Monday, Tuesday, I had given it like, you know, two listens. I think like from Wednesday on, I was listening to it with more of an openness, more of uh, understanding the ideas behind the music, understanding the theme, understanding his tonality and why. And it, and, it, and it gradually started to click more for me. And I was like, oh, okay. Then I found a deeper appreciation for like, Hey Ya and Roses, even though we had heard it so much. But those two songs very much tie into the overall theme of the album. You know, mm -hmm. I think Hey Ya and, and, and Roses is like towards the middle of the album um, where they're, they're, he, the relationships, quote unquote, are there's conflict in the relationships. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. The, as far as the through line, I think the through line and the, th the theme behind all the songs and th throughout all, this, all the, uh, the entire album is dope. It's like he's perfectly painting his experiences regarding love throughout his life. Mm. So I definitely appreciated that. What was your question again? So what is the love below? What is the love below? Hmm. I don't know. To me, to me, I feel like get, having an answer for that question dramatically influences the way you listen to the album. And to me, the very first time I heard it, I'm like, what is the love below? And the, the title track is Love Below. Love Below. Yeah. So you're like, all right, what is, I'm like, I've heard of love. <laughs> love Below, like, inside, like, what? Okay, I got to listen to this album and figure out what is this thing that he's talking about. Um, what right, do you think he's talking about? Olivia, I'll, I'll give Olivia a chance. Obviously, I thought about this a lot. Uh, um, it just, yeah, I guess, like, this album, to well, The Love Below to Dan Libby uh, is a pure expressionary piece of this guy just trying, just going in multiple directions as far as presentation um and i think a lot of that has to do with my expectation of the album walking into it it wasn't what i thought it was going to be um so immediately i was impressed by his versatility so i look at the album as a, as you know a reflection of the artist and his capability you know, his abilities um and absolutely right raul like it it wasn't like I agree with you. The first couple times I was like, is this really it? What am I, what am I missing? You know, it's like, right, this is it. And then you kind of get attached to, or you start reading into the, the message. And um, I was like, all right. But it was like, he's complex, but I, I was just like, all right, this is, this is a love album. The guy's obviously just, you know, you know, he's not rap. Or he's not like singing about, like love in a derogatory in a bad way he's just like 
Yeah, I guess it just to me it seemed like he was uh, uh, hurt, and he's walking his way through it and showing you all along what what his experiences were. Um, I don't know. Like sometimes, yeah, it was like you know abundantly clear, and then sometimes it wasn't really. And it might have just been because his like high shrills weren't really resonating with me, so I wasn't really seeing through it. Um, but yeah, it, it's to me, yeah, it's not so much about the lyrical content. It was except for the last song, which would like knock my socks off. That could just be the album for me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, dude, I just I was like completely blown away. Like it was like up, you know, highs and lows of like, all right, that's a two, okay, oh, that's a that's a seven, oh wow, dude, roses, yeah, that is like a nine or a ten. That is a phenomenal song. And then they like kind of like skip, 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 and then all of a sudden, boom, next song came on. I was like, this is like a twelve out of ten. It was amazing. Um, to me, this album, The Love Below, is I'm not really looking at the the content. Per se, I'm looking at the artist, and this is a it's a, just a reflection of a man who just took a lot of risks. And you know, in my eyes, and I don't know any of the backstory, it just, just seemed like he was really pushing it. And yeah, fucking well, power to you is a fist bump. I'd like to buy mm-hmm. you a drink and, and talk about it some more, you know. So, I don't know if I answered your question as much, but uh, I, I, I tried to. Best I could. I'd, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear what you theorize behind what you think the love below is. Yeah, and I think asking myself that question from the beginning um, made me look for it throughout every song, and then made me look at it in the totality of the painting and the story that he um, was telling. So, if I think about the opposite of that, I think about <laughs> the love that's on the surface. You know, the the love that's easy, the love that's superficial, the love that is rooted in things that are tangible and temporary. Um, so it's not that, right? And it's not the fame. It's not, you know, the jewelry. And he even, on the mm. album covers, he's, he's not wearing a shirt. Like, he's literally, like, no shirt on, just fully exposed and fully open and fully vulnerable. So with a, he's with stepping a pink dildo away. gun. Yes. Sorry. Uh, thank you, Lizzie, for pointing that out for us. <laughs> So obviously he's not trying to do the things that have been easy for him. He wants something more difficult. So that explains all of the different tonalities and um, song style that he's exploring, like the jazz stuff, the funk stuff, the stuff that's a little more singy and soul. So it's like you can see that he's diving deeper into himself to hopefully connect with people in a deeper way. So he doesn't want to hang around on the surface. So a song like Hey Ya, for example, is a song that it sounds very cheery and it sounds very easy and it sounds like something that you can just dance to. But, yo, that's a sad song. Like, take those lyrics and yeah. read the lyrics to Hey Ya. Like, yo, thank God for mom and dad for sticking to it together because we don't know how. And that's, like, just nestled in there amidst all of this, like, high-tempo dance stuff. So you obviously get the sense that, like, the love below for him is something way more than just, like, a booty call. Like, this dude is looking for, like, a deep connection, like a soulful connection, something more than Andre, like, something yeah. deeper than that. So why why stay as Andre the rapper to express that, you know? He had to go deeper into himself to find his soul. And I think Vibrate is the song that 
absolutely personifies that feeling. Even the instrumentation where, you know, the, the reverbed, uh, the reversed percussion, it almost feels like he's like just slipping back and falling back and descending into themselves. And even the lyrics in that song is like, yo, the love below starts talking to you. What is that that's talking to you? Yo, it has to be some form of God. It has to be some form of like universal connective tissue. And not having that is what makes people feel really lonely. So you have this dude going through all these different sounds, all these different phases and different verses to really just explore what I think comes to a forefront on Vibrate, which is, yo, this dude just needs to feel connected, deep down connected, like unconditionally connected. And that is the love below, that unconditional connection where you're just worthy. And that's what he really contemplates on Vibrate. And, you know, then he kind of like snaps out of it and he's back to being Andre the Rapper. So to me, that was just so dope to like watch a human being go from like my favorite things, fanfare, hey, ya, roses, like spread. And he's kind of like up and down, up and down. And then finally hits Vibrate. And that's when he like really goes down. And then you're like, yo, is he going to stay there? Like if this album ended after Vibrate, that would be a terrible narrative. But he doesn't end there. He's like, All right, I gotta like go back. And I just, I just love that. That was like, uh, it was a essential pit stop for Andre. And I think a lot of Andre fans may see this album as a pit stop that took away from his overall trajectory. But for me, I feel like this is an absolutely necessary pit stop that not only Andre should take. I feel like everyone needs to do this. Everyone at some point in life needs to take a pit stop and be like what is the love below? And I feel like answering that question is not only going to make this album resonate with you more. Uh, I think you're, you're better off for it in, in the long run. So yeah, sonically, this album really, really connects with me. Uh, lyrically, it really connects with me. And I feel like it's such an empowering message to, to carry with you. So that is what I think the love below is. That's very interesting. I can tell that you've been thinking about that for a very long time, Benjamin. Yeah, man. And and that's why, like, I really struggle to give albums 10s. Because for an album to be a 10 to me, it has to, like, reshape the way that I view the world. It has to, like, take narrative and take sonics and, like, meld them together in a way that makes makes what I thought before listening to the album almost seem secondary. Um, and this is absolutely subjective. I get like so, so much of loving an album is like, what meaning do you bring to it? Right? Like, that's such a big part of it. So I think there, there there's a lot that I, I bring to listening to this album. Um, I would love to transition at this point, unless y'all have any follow up questions. I don't have any follow up questions. I just want to say that was a really well thought out, well delivered, uh, explanation. That was excellent. Thank you. I think I missed the point on the album, but admittedly, I don't think I spent, I don't know, maybe a week, maybe a year. It wouldn't have been enough time to really dig in and let that resonate. But um, no, it's really, uh, it's really interesting. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and re-listening to it, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pay more attention to that. Definitely very valid points. Um, 
another thing though that that will support that though is also the lack of the deeper connection the lack of seeing a relationship with a deeper connection i think in one of the songs um she's alive he's pretty much talking about uh his father not being there and his mm-hmm. mom raising him on his own so definitely generally speaking you know growing up without that at home you kind of chase that later on and trying to find the deeper meaning in love you know so yeah and that, that's sense. a line that's a line on uh the last song uh we was talking about like i was going through the phases trying to find anything that would connect with me in this world you know still trying but yeah. i found this girl like you can tell that andre I, I love his humility too because he has every reason to not be humble like he has every reason to walk around like yo i am the best thing that's happening here and he doesn't do that um i, I feel For like sure. there's a lot of humility to him yeah, I definitely commend him, yo, because, like, even 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 then, before this album came out, I'm sure he was heralded as, like, one of the top motherfuckers there was as far as MCs, as far as lyricism, you know. So for him to take a stance and just pivot completely, like, like I said, the first few times I listened to this, I was, like, confused. I was, like, it was almost like the first time I heard the album Yeezus, where I was, like, am I listening to the right shit? What am I? So, <laughs> this, is the right, this is the right album right <laughs> <laughs> smacking my phone like wait a minute what is but uh yeah I, I commend him i commend him for uh just being himself yo for real mm-hmm. like i love that nowadays you can catch andre 3000 at an airport playing the uh the clarinet by himself walking around barefoot like he has found his true self and you know what quite honestly without with an album like this with the verses that he's delivered that he's 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 put out if andre never put out another rap album i would be so content with his output as of right now completely like the man has influenced so many artists he has dude he's sharp sharp as a motherfucker sharp 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 yo i praise him for real yeah and even when you think about like some of the best rappers out like, the idea of what the best rapper is is so influenced by what Andre can do so well. Um, so, yeah, Libby, if if you like the last song on this album, I would highly suggest you go back and listen to ATLians and Equemini. Because not only will you get more, way more of Andre rapping, but you'll get what I feel is a good compliment to Andre, which is Big Boy. Like, they're... Oh, yeah their duality together like they complement each other in a way that i don't think any other hip-hop duo uh, ever has before or even to this day i can't think of a better hip-hop duo than outcast the only hip-hop duo that i would compare to them is mob deep personally so <laughs> dude what <laughs> mob deep Mob Deep has more than one good album. I, I can't name more than 10 Mob Deep songs. I, oh, I can name bro. 30 Outkast songs right now. In terms of Mob bro. Deep's influence, man, you can't, you can't stretch that. You, that. That does not stretch as far as Outkast. No, 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 no. Yes, it does. Maybe not to you and I, but absolutely. Dude, uh, Havoc of Mob Deep's production and, and Prodigy's rapping has influenced hip hop a lot, bro. I promise you that. They have they have some of the more most notable songs in hip hop history, dude. You could you can do well, you can off the bat, yes or no. Um Shook Ones is a top ten hip hop song of all time. Top twenty five. 
to you, my brother. We can put a poll right now, dude. <laughs> Who are you asking, Raul? Who are you asking? Obviously, dude, ask any hip-hop kind of dude. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> not asking freaking Joe Schmo, bro. Yeah, you're not asking Bobby Schmurder. <laughs> Obviously, it's top 10 to him. Uh, bro. I, lo I love Shook Ones. Shook Ones a banger, man. There's, there's very few situations where you can play Shook One and something amazing doesn't happen after. Uh, but, yo, we're getting off topic. Let's, um, let's tie this back. Let's get to some, some final thoughts. Um, I will go, go last. Please. I'll go first. Um, it was so you really can't ever really dive into an album once and just you know call it. You have to really get in get intimate with it. Um, I really enjoyed the high parts of this album. I revisited a song that I had heard so many times before, and then just fell back into it. I was I kind of I was addicted to it this week. Um so catchy. Roses. Um but noticing the things that I had never picked up on before. I just maybe just glossed over it. Um just a I thought from start to finish there were some challenges getting through the album. Because I, I it just didn't click. But the more I listened to it, the more I expected to just become more accustomed to it. And um, I still found the same, same challenges, the same misses. Um, but that's just, a, that's just a part of it. I, I you know, I, I look at the album as a, um, you know, an artist's attempt. Uh, and I say attempt lightly. I mean, like he's a, it's beautiful. The whole thing's beautiful, but like it was his, he was ex very expressionary, fearless, he pushed the boundaries, and in doing that, you don't always connect with everybody. I, you know, when I think some of the high high shrills didn't really, you know, didn't wasn't sexy to my ear. To be honest with you, um, the instrumentation wasn't there, and that's something I normally gravitate to. It was it appeared throughout, but it wasn't the focus. He was the focus, um, but. And, you know, and then you know, some of the um, skits are exactly what they are. Um, it just kind of developed and moved the album along. It's hard to you can't really consider them. They're just just a part of the overall piece, but they're really not you know something to focus on. Uh, so yeah, honestly, there were times where I felt kind of lost in the album, and it just didn't connect with me. Maybe I just you know. A week isn't a long, a long enough time for it to really filter through and grab hold of me. Um, you know, I fear that I missed the point after listening to Ben's dissertation. I totally understand and see it from his perspective, from Ben's perspective. But to me, as a virgin listener this week, it really didn't feel that way. Um, that said, the high moments were incredible. And absolutely noteworthy um i don't know if this is really an album that i would put on with you know hey guys let's c come on over you know we're all vaccinated and we're gonna throw on this rap album for you <laughs> like it's just not one of those like nope. bangers or anything it's a real intimate piece um but i think someone mentioned earlier like uh, hey uh is it is definitely like a um has a uh 
superficial feel to it and it's really not like the, the subcontext is really something deeper that I did pick up on for the first time. Cause I was like, this felt like it was so overplayed growing up. And then when I got into it this time around, it felt overplayed again. And, but then when I really kind of, it's just, all I got to do is just Google the lyrics and read into it. And you're like, Oh shit. It's like, you know, little hidden things in here that you wouldn't have picked up on because you're just so focused on the, the superficial feel of it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I, I enjoyed the album, enjoyed it as a, as a single piece of art, uh, loved his attempt, blown away by certain parts, but also kind of snoozed in other ones. So honestly, how I feel about this album, probably a seven, you know, that's being, I think that might be me rounding up, but, um, enjoyable, but not something that I would say like, you know, one through 21 were, and something to write home about is definitely to me only parts of, of this album that I was really thrilled with. Mm. Well said. Yeah. Um, this was a dope listen, especially after a few times. It was, and, and, and kind of going back to what you uh, alluded to, Ben, the first time I heard Blonde was not how I felt about it after a few listens afterwards. And it's very much the same with this album. After a few listens, I, I had a higher level of appreciation. Um, and it influenced a few things, you know. Um, a few of the, th I think maybe three of these songs it, uh, inspired me to start three different verses. That's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink and Blue being one of them, I wrote something to that. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh inspired me in a sense to write it's, it inspired me in the sense to think outside the box and really just let the music carry you no boundaries boundless no limitations like this this is this is someone who is fearless and someone who is such a gifted mc for him to confidently take another sh another direction you know the road less traveled and executing like he did i, I mm. commend him a lot for sure um, I think out of out of the twenty one songs, I only disliked two of them. Um, but overall, every, every every song there was definitely various things that I appreciated about it. Even if even in its simplicity at times, even in like it's like moments where it wasn't too decorated. Like, yeah, he he found other ways to keep me engaged, whether it was in what what he's singing, the melody and what he's singing, or. Um, the what he's saying and how it tied to the overall picture uh it just all seemed like a very well thought out centralized thought that he then just like connected webs to you know like this is someone that you could tell he obsessed over this album the creation of this album um yeah this is a very well thought out well rolled out uh idea executing a an idea that's different so commence for that um yeah, and yeah, his his like two or three verses on this album were like extremely impressive. I wish it was more of that. In fact, it it kind of takes away from the overall all experience because he's so great at that, yo. He's so <laughs> great at rapping, yo. Like, bro, yeah. you couldn't hit us with at least two more verses, yo. You spitting some crazy shit. But um, yeah. Um, so my overall grading. I'm going to have to say my gut tells me an eight. Mm. 
gonna go with an eight. Word, word. Um, I think it's so interesting that we started this conversation off with meditation because I feel like the experience of meditating and the benefit and the reward that you get from meditating is very similar to what listening to this album could feel like. When you sit down to meditate, it's not usually this like initial, wow, amazing. I feel this rush of euphoria. I already feel like a better person. Why meditate anymore? I'm going to go stand up and carry on with my day. It's not the way meditation works. Meditation usually takes like sitting down and calming down and like getting to a space where like what you were saying earlier, Raul, just like plucking everything away. And then finally you like get to this point of stillness and then you wake up from that and your eyes are just like slightly more open. You're slightly more awake and slightly more alert. Um, and, and that is what this album uh, feels like to me. Yes, it is stripped back. Yes, it is not in your face the way that Andre has been you know, for the four albums prior to this. Um, but when it comes to taking a narrative and taking a sonic palette and combining them into a narrative about love and about a deep soulful connection, not only to other people, but to yourself, um, I think he like plays in and around that in so many beautiful ways throughout, superficially on Hey Ya with like, boom bap rhythms on roses stripped down and vibrate um very like spacey and interterrestrial on prototype um i, I love the jab inf influences throughout from love hater to my favorite things um and i think the influences really sparked a lot of people like i would be surprised if kanye's 808s wasn't inspired by this i'd be surprised nice. if frank ocean wasn't inspired by this i would be surprised if Kendrick wasn't so it, it to, to me there are these moments in hip-hop where someone kind of like broke down the fourth wall and gave permission for other people to do that and Andre I thought did that very well here and I'm very grateful because um I think hip-hop has always been this this melting pot and occasionally you got to throw something a little different in there to change it up so um yeah man this album is still beautiful a beautiful work of art um i loved it when it first came out i was be honest a little nervous this time because i'm like Yo, i haven't listened to this album in like four years and the last time i listened to it, i was in a completely different place in my life um but love is timeless man and the feelings of like questioning love and thinking about it that's never gonna go away so this album is a 10 was a 10 and still is a 10 for me today word so. yo one thing we didn't mention yo is yo i fucking love playing hey ya when we play out live yo <laughs> yo quick sidebar um this weekend we uh we played it at the commons and there was like five little kids that just came up to the gazebo and we were just dancing the entire time that we were playing it, it oh was, playing that yeah we were yeah, playing hey yeah yeah you know i yeah. changed i changed a few of the lyrics but um, yeah, that's <laughs> such a feel-good song, man. I mean, yo, in gets, instrumentation. Yeah, that gets the people going, yeah. For sure. Um, all right, y'all. Well, we should start closing out. Um, Raul, you want to talk to us about what we're doing next week? Yeah, for sure. So uh, this next sector of uh, 
albums we're reviewing, we're taking it to a local level. So we're going to be listening and analyzing to local artists. Uh, you know, same approach, absorb it for the week, come back, chat about it, discuss, dissect, analyze, so on and so forth. So next week, we're going to be analyzing uh, Sway Casey, the homie Sway Casey. Uh, his latest project, uh, is it called Bowling? I think it's Autumn by... Tell you right now. I think... So we'll be listening called? to Autumn by the Beach by Sway Casey. The Bowling is just the name of the album, album cover. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. So yeah, seven. Uh, excuse me, six songs. I know that he recorded this at the Bridge Sounding Stage, which which is where we recorded, uh, where we are recording Blue. Um, he's working with uh, Mertz, the second engineer that we work with. They work really well together. So I, I know off the bat, this sound, this album is going to sound very crisp, very clean. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited for this because this to me is the whole point of this whole operation that we got going on like you know we explored different albums that we liked we explored like our own personal favorites and now we're really trying to like just connect with the local musicians out there so yes we are starting off with sway because we know sway and he's close to us but we do not know what we're doing for the next two albums so we are very much interested in hearing any local artist um, that's out here pushing out music and wants us to review your album. So if you are making music, if you have a project, uh, we would love to hear from you. Like we would love to hear your stuff and review it. Uh, we're also gonna be interviewing Sway and interviewing local artists around. So um, if you've even made a song album that you wanna put out, like reach out to us, let us know. We would love to chat with y'all. Word. Yeah. Word, awesome. Very excited for next week. Yo, uh, just a final thing. Uh, I think you guys should check out this album by Prince Sign of the Times. It's it's the song it's the album that I mentioned earlier that he's he's singing from like an androgynous perspective. Word. But this uh this this album by Prince definitely influenced this album by uh Andre. Word. Check it out. Um all, all right, right y'all. Well, this was Infinite Rewind. We are closing out our Perfect 10 series. Um we listened to The Love Below this week by Andre 3000. And we will be listening to Sway Casey's, what was it, Autumn by the Beach? Yeah. Autumn by the Beach. Autumn by the week. Beach. All right, y'all. Peace and love. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Peace. See ya.